0: Hello and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast, where today will be part two of our discussion with Most Worshipful Brother Charles Wood, Grand Master of Washington.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast. I'm Matt Apple, and with me is David Colbeth, and we're uh, Master Masons here in the Grand Lodge of Washington, and Stephen Chung, who's up in British Columbia, and we have with us Most Worshipful Brother Charles Wood, who's the Grand Master of the Grand Lodge of Washington. Welcome back there, Most Worshipful
2: sir. Thank you for the invite.
0: So, uh... We're trying to, after our last episode was mostly about the response to the, the coronavirus, we're going to try and steer away from that this time. But uh, I know that you've s- started this year with a series of initiatives that you were going to uh, encourage the Grand Lodge to, to meet over the course of your term. Uh, would you mind talking about those a little bit?
2: Sure. Um, first of all, we are at uh, about 85% of my $40,000 goal. We are sitting around 34000 35000 And we still have a couple more months to go. I mean, the brothers have really stood up, you know, and this was accomplished without selling a single tie, pin, or a coin. And I came up with the idea because I had heard a couple of younger brothers mention to me, why is it every year it's a brand new tie, a brand new pin, and a brand new coin in order to raise funds for whatever the Grandmaster has chosen as a charity? And I said, you know what? Why don't we just knock off the middle guy and let's just say, hey, I challenge you to raise $40,000 for Washington Masonic Charities, for the Honor Flight Program, for Distress Worthy Master Masons, Widows, and Orphans. And uh, they have a program that is centered around keeping kids that are uh, homeless and so on and living on the streets or single parent families, keeping them in school to graduate with at least you know, 12 years of education. And I think those are really, really honorable goals. And the brothers have stood up. Um, the grand lecturer came to me, Steve Martin, uh, with an idea. And of course, we all know he's very much into Rainbow, and they do a lot of uh, ritual competitions. And he came up with a new idea of uh, ritual competition for a three-man team which has to consist of the Worshipful Master, Senior Warden, Junior Warden, and must be all members of their lodge, and be able to open and close just like you would if you were doing the proficiency in lodge management. Then he had another idea, and this is opened up to a fellow craft and a master mason to do the G Lecture and the Apron Lecture. last I heard from him, (laughs) and that was about a week ago, there are four regionals that are ready to go and compete. That is amazing. Four out of eight regions. Fifty percent of them have had people stand up and say, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to be the best. And I liked his idea because I think it's embarrassing to make a man a Mason. And he's been told he's got to memorize and so forth. And the first thing he sees after he's become a Mason, brothers can't close lives without having to read it. Or if they read it, it's like they haven't read it before, or they're trying to do it by memory, and they just bumble the way through it. And I said, that's a great thing. But put ritual back in. It's not going to be the salvation of the fraternity, but it's important when it's done properly. And I agreed to it. So they've stood up to that. Um, As I've traveled, I've seen buildings being fixed up, which is really great. There are some buildings that are already in great shape. So they're working on the inside of their buildings, cleaning them up and so forth. And that's heartwarming to know that the brothers are taking pride in the buildings that were left to them to take care of by those who preceded us. You know, that's the legacy they left us behind to preserve. Just all the initiatives that I put out, you know, the brothers just stood up to and I'm I'm proud of them. Well, I think that
3: I think that uh, raised forty thousand dollars without the cost of having a tie or a pin involved. Yeah, uh, I mean that. I mean, how much more do you think that actually raised by not having a cost factor? Put it this way:
2: if you if you wanted to raise forty thousand dollars net, right, fifty percent is cost. You have to sell eighty thousand dollars worth of material to raise forty thousand dollars. This way, just write a check and send it in any amount. I challenged at least 40 because that's what they would spend. If they did go by the pin, the tie and the coin here in Washington, that's the way it's spent. So we'll figure it out. Cut out the middle guy, just write that's, a check for $40. That's awesome. Bend it in. <laughs> and,
3: and, and you know, that might say the ritual might save the fraternity. Cause you know, that's one of the big things that yeah. sets us apart from any other organization yeah. is our ritual and guys taking pride in their ritual. Yeah. Uh it does have a severe impact uh, on lodges in all organizations, uh, in all our cohort uh, you bodies, know, especially in the Scottish Rite. You know, they hold themselves to that higher standard, and they take a lot of pride in doing quality work.
2: And the other two that I talked about was um, reduced by a third the number of NPDs that we've experienced in the past, because now you would have, if you slow down the NPDs, You'll have those brothers to work with, to work them through the chairs and educate them, train them, live up to our obligation, slow down the uh, demits, the same holds true to them. We have one heck of a long backlog in entered apprentices and fellow craft. What if you reduce those by a third? What if you reduce all three of those by a third? How many more men would you have in lodge? And if you made your lodges interesting in education and so on, they could be the you know, the future leaders of our organization. And and they've been doing it. I, I hear a lot of good things happening as I've traveled throughout the state, reading up petitions, degree work going on, and then the lodges are starting to fill up a little bit. And that's heartwarming.
0: Yeah, it's it's purely anecdotal, but it seems like the lodges in our district at least have had a fair number of degrees to do lately, which is yeah. which is a good thing. Out of curiosity, do you have the you you knew how much money you had raised for the one goal? Have, uh, do you know if NPD's gone down compared to this time last year, the year before? Or?
2: I haven't gone into um, the um, database and done a search on it yet, um, because of the other things that have been going on. Because right now I'm in the process of starting to write my uh, grandmaster's report, and I am going to report back on all six challenges, so the brothers will know. As I stated at um, Grand Lodge when I became Grand Master, these are the challenges I'm challenging you to do. You know, That's why I'm in the East. At the end of my year, I will report back, and I'll let you know how well you did. And hopefully you'll continue on after that with those challenges because it's not something that's just going to get fixed overnight. It's going to have to be a long-range commitment.
3: I look forward to hearing about the successes of that.
2: It'll be in my report, because the last time something like that was done, Most Worship Brother uh, Jim Mendoza did it, but he challenged the committees to do things, not the brothers, per se, as a whole. The last one that did that was actually Chuck McCreary, who is no longer with us. Uh, Bless his heart, live in peace. Challenged the brothers and gave them goals when he was Grandmaster, and when he made his report, he told them exactly how well they did, and that's where I got the idea.
0: I uh, I'm sorry to being a downer no. for a second, but just uh, on what you said about Chuck, is the I heard a, a rumor that most worshipful brother Sat is is in the hospital. Is is he yes, doing he okay? Yes,
2: Yes, he's doing all right. Okay, good. Um, good. He came out of the surgery a okay. I don't know the full story, so I won't elaborate on it. His wife has been in touch with uh, our grand secretary and so on, keeping him informed and so forth. And we've been putting out a little news bulletins, at least I've been told they are, to let people know that he's doing okay, but he can't have any visitors because most of your hospitals are shut down. Right. When it comes outside help, even when you're a family member. Because, you know, how do they know if you're carrying or not carrying? Yep. So it's, a, it's a security issue.
0: Yep. Well, I'm glad to hear he's doing well. Sorry to
2: sidetrack sorry to it. No, 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 no. I think the world is sad. He's somebody I, I talk to quite frequently. So it's been a great year. It's um, more than I expected. And, uh, it, you know, the challenges have been there. But as a team, you know, we work through them. And that's what a team does, uh, working together. It makes for, you know, a strong relationship. And I think the brothers appreciate that when the team is working together as a whole and so forth. You know, I've always said, and that comes from my military experience, you lead by example and you lead from the front, not from the rear. And, uh, hopefully that's what I've done.
0: It does seem it's, it's good to hear that the, the higher ups in the organization are working together. It's sometimes when, when one grandmaster is elected and one year he wants to go that way, and then the next grandmaster is elected and he wants to go that way. And it doesn't always feel like a, a continuity of leadership there. And it's, uh, it's good to hear that you guys are talking a lot and, and working this out together.
2: Well, they're, they're going to continue when it comes to membership. Uh, I know uh, Chris is on board, Cameron's on board, Ed Woods is on board, and Steve, you know, he has said he likes the direction that he has seen Grand Lodge going and the way the leadership's going because, you know, our membership problem will not get fixed overnight. It's going to take time, and it's going to take a lot of concentration and devotion, you know, to, to right the ship. But we can do it. I have all the faith in the world and my brothers out there that we can do it, along with the youth organizations. We continue to support them. They'll thrive. And um, let me add a little thing to that. I've been – I was asked – by a member of a concordant body, how I was going to help their body grow. And I said, I can't go out and direct men and their wives to join your organization. But I said, what would help is if you got a good working relationship with the lodges in your area, and got them to buy in, and gave them a reason to buy in, so that when a new man became a master mason, you could go and talk to him and his family find out if they have youth, let them know about the youth groups, let them know about our concordant body groups, and so on. But when you do that, you've got to give them a reason to continue to come once you get them to join. I said, you guys got to do the heavy lifting, but form a good, close, working relationship with those lodges and get them to give you that information. Then you go and talk. I sat down one place with a new master mason, he had no idea there were youth groups or even concordant body groups where the husband and the wife can go to a meeting together as a family. And that's what
3: we've got to promote. His Lodge needs the Steps to Initiation Program. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what well, was that, Steve? His Lodge needs the Steps to Initiation Program. A there six you steps program, yeah, Yeah. yeah.
2: But you know, we, we we have the tools and we have the know-how. We just gotta put them to work.
0: I've always so, said the, the the best recruiting tool for masonry is when one guy says to another guy, hey, you wanna go out for a beer after work? And the guy says, no, I can't, I'm going to lodge tonight. But that's uh, the, the best recruiting tool we have is when someone is, is dedicated and interested enough to go to lodge and to tell his buddy about it that, nope, sorry, I can't go out tonight, I'm, I'm going. You bet. you bet. And that's what gets the buddy interested. So, David, knowing you, you've got about
3: eight questions written down over there. <laughs> <laughs> this well, is I, the other best recruiting tool.
1: <laughs> I, I would agree, Stephen. I, I have. I wear my my Sons of Hiram. I, you know, I belong to the motorcycle riding group, Sons of Hiram, and I wear my my vest <clears> everywhere, and it's got a huge. It's got to be a six or ten inch symbol on the back of it. And uh, I was out trying to to stir up some supplies today uh, that I needed, and. Uh, a, a young man stopped me in the store, and he says, hey, I'm interested in that. Is that a Masonic symbol? And And he had some questions that were maybe a little further away out there than I, <laughs> but I thought, you know what, I'm going to stop and talk to this guy, even though we had to stay six feet apart, uh, <laughs> uh, stop and talk to this young man and and explain to him about Masonry and, and kind of correct some misinformation he had a little bit about. But th- th- there's still this mystery of what Masonry is and what it isn't. And, you know, it kind of still frustrates me to this day that even within our own fraternity, <clears throat> there's a mystery of masonry or mystery, the myths of masonry. I keep so threatening I'm going to write a book about that. One of them, of course, is the idea that there's these guys that are in their 40s and 50s that are just becoming masons now because they didn't realize they had were supposed to ask their dad or their uncle or their grandpa about masonry. And unfortunately, that previous generation, it was very secret, very taboo to talk about masonry to your son or nephew or other people and they wouldn't encourage they wouldn't say where they're going or what they're doing and i think it's much different now i I don't know if you would agree grandmaster nowadays it's i think the generation has changed and our message as masons have changed that hey yeah we can't give you any secrets but we want you to know what's happening i I sat across from a table two years ago or three years ago at lodge leadership retreat where again a a young and that was a young man then 45 50 years old had just joined he would see his uncle and his dad leaving for Lodge all the time in suits, and he didn't know what they were doing and he didn't ask his dad until he was in his forties, and his dad, of course, the old line well, it's about time well, is it you know I think that you now you've missed twenty years of relationship you could have had with your father and uncle, and so it's, it's that's disappointing, but I think it's changing now. I think that idea of promotion and discussion. And we've done a great job. I know you're you're continuing that process with the public relations and the radio ads and that kind of thing. And so that's continuing to try and change the message about masonry to the public.
3: You know, uh, and and when you talk about promotion and whatnot, and and some guys are uh, a little reserved when it comes to talking about putting an ad out or something like that. Um, and, you know, I did, I did the real simple things last year, or pardon me, a year and a half ago for our lodge. I set up a Facebook page and a Google page. And we have two fellows that I'm working with right now in the steps to initiation. One came from the Google page, one came from the Facebook page. And, of course, he says, you know, your phone number is wrong on the Facebook page. Instead of 250, it says 205. I said, you passed the first test. (laughs) You
2: know, when we have a district meeting, one thing I mentioned to them is, you know, somebody walks up to you and just said, are you a Mason? My answer to them is, yeah, proud to be one. Would you like to know a little bit more about it? Once you get them talking and then you get them to start asking questions and you're asking questions back because then you get a two-way conversation going, it's amazing what happens afterwards.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get all kinds of questions all the time when I'm wearing my vest, especially when I first had it on. Uh, people would ask me either either people that didn't know about masonry or they wanted to know about masonry, or even better, I always enjoy the ones that, hey, yeah, I was I was an apprentice in their local lodge or I was a mason and I'm not been haven't been active. How do I get reconnected? Those are the conversations yeah. I really love. Is to try and try and be that ambassador. Attempt to uh, be that ambassador for masonry.
2: You know, it's all about being. You know, having pride in what you are.
1: Yeah. So what I know your schedule, Grandmaster, is so full. And right now it's not. I know that this timing is not great, but it has been so full and so busy. And how do you manage that? How do you, how do you manage that kind of? You, you you talked to me a little bit the other day about how you coordinated your schedule so you can kind of hit areas of the state or parts of the country, or have other people do things for you in your represent as your representative.
2: Okay, that, <clears throat> that sounds like a two-part question. <laughs> what I did is um, when I was junior warden and I was traveling, I was watching what other grandmasters were doing. And a lot of times, let me go back it up. When I first made myself available, where you are expected to go to district meetings, I'd be looking at the calendar, and there were times I wouldn't know where I was going to go until maybe a week to two weeks before we actually left. I'm going, why? Never got a straight answer. And then when I got elected, it kind of pursued the same course. You know, Masters just went down, well, we're going to, you know, we're going here, but, you know, where's it going to be? I don't know. Well, then they would set it. Well, if you're trying to make hotel reservations, you got to make them in advance. So what I did is, as soon as I became Deputy Grandmaster, I sat down with the state of Washington And I put every single district and where it was located on a map, north, south, east, west. Then I started grouping them together in threes. What can I do on a Friday night? Then where can I be on a Saturday morning and on a Saturday evening? Try to do three district meetings on a weekend. Right now, if you did that, in nine or ten weeks, you'd be done. Yeah. And if you look at some of the past Grandmasters things, they were starting right in September, and they weren't getting done until way into April and so on. I said, you know, you can't plan that way. So when I had my district uh, get together with my district deputies, the new and the old, I said, very shortly, you're going to get a notice from me when I'm going to be in your area. I'm going to tell you what date and hopefully what time and I want you to tell me where. And you got until the end of July to get it done. If not, I'll select it. You'd be surprised how fast they responded <laughs> saying, this is where we're going to go, and, yes, your time will work.
1: Matt, was that how it worked for you? As a matter of
0: fact, it is. Actually, I, as, as deputy, I think you were the first deputy grandmaster that that at least that since I've been paying attention uh, that you put your calendar – out for the year that you're a grandmaster on the website yes well Grand Grandmaster and that made it a lot easier for at least for me to plan you know where one you know I wanted to be on when and, and knowing that stuff ahead of time was really great.
2: Well this is what I've done. I've already uh, if you look, you'll see Chris's calendar up on the uh, website already. yep you know by the time you get done in January and February, you're starting to re- wind down. And the deputy grandmaster needs all the time he can get to get his calendar working and get people on board and get introductions. Um, a couple of district, deputy, district meetings we have went to, the district deputies are being replaced. I let Jim go out and introduce who the replacements are hmm. so the people know right up front. You know, why not? Yep. I'm trying to, you know. Anyway, <laughs> it's just all about planning.
0: Yeah, and sometimes
2: and and I told the team, I says, we're going to do it this way because one, it's kind of like maximize the effort when you travel, minimize the cost, and be prudent and careful with the monies you're spending because that's what the brothers expect us to do. And this worked.
1: Well, and it makes sense as part of, as I think you put it, Matt, The uh, I can't mind fart again, the concurrent planning, the, the succession planning for the next person yeah. it makes sense to have that already in place and schedules already in place. And to do, I, I know in the past when I was deputy and not to throw anybody under the bus, but when I was deputy and as Matt pointed out, starting to pay attention, uh, it did seem like there was this secret time that the deputy grandmaster yeah. can't, you can't go and talk to anybody. And you as I, I get it, it's out of respect for the grandmaster, but really the grandmaster should have respect for the deputy grandmaster. Cause he's going to be grandmaster in a year. Yeah. Uh, so it is, I think it's a mutual respect for everybody that we, if you're working together in succession planning, and I'll throw a pitch in there for long-range planning.
2: There you go. But, you know, it's all about working together as a team. You know, I, I have the utmost respect for the deputy grandmaster behind me, and and I'm going to do everything to make his life um, as easy to transition into it as easy as I can. And but, if – and, and getting and letting him introduce the new deputy in the district, now those people know who the replacement is instead of always going around, hey, who who's who's replacing you? Uh, we haven't heard anything, you know. Hey, why not? Let it be.
0: And half the people know. It's always like the worst-kept secret in masonry. <laughs> yeah,
2: but, you know, so why not let it be broadcasted and, and made public and let the deputy grandmaster say, this is my – this is going to be my district deputy. This is who I've selected.
1: And, and again, for that continuity, for that transition yeah. in de- in districts too, it's to have a guy all of a sudden now it's yeah. the new guy overnight and he doesn't know what he's doing and yeah. hasn't been able to plan. And there should be some training. I know we've got great, some great uh, deputy training programs now, uh, yeah. which were implemented just as I was coming in, I think. I mean, they may have been there in the past, but a, a team was stood up just, I think it was my second year. And so it was. It was nice to get some training as a new person. But it was by the time I got the training, it was too late. It was like September, August, September. I was already deputy. Well, you know, it, it's almost too late by that point. But I guess they're training them now earlier. Uh, but still,
3: yes. yeah. Our, like, our training for our district deputies coming up uh, actually would have been early next month, um, and they would have been all trained up before Grand Lodge in June. Um, but you know this this. Uh, Thing you're The succession assistance that you guys are talking about, we just had them, our Grand Lodge officers just did that. They all agreed to a program, that the goals that needed to be achieved. And, and so everybody from the Junior Grand Warden in that lineup has agreed to work together to maintain these goals as they go. And it's apparently making a big difference in, in uh, continuity moving forward.
0: And it's the unfortunate part of uh, the, the term limits, if you will, of everybody having one year as is It's hard to, it's hard to, to do, do goals consistently like that.
2: There are quite a few jurisdictions, including Prince Hall here in Washington State, that have a two-year grandmaster. There's quite a few in the United States that have two-year grandmasters. Mm-hmm. And you can, really can get a lot done in a two-year time frame because you have that well, transit. Everybody now knows what you're trying to get done you start to implement it and now you can push on with it in the second year you're really following up on it. I've talked to Lester Dixon, who's the grandmaster of uh, Prince hall. And that's, he says it's worked out great. Mm -hmm. So who knows? So, So what was the second question? I done forgot there. Uh, David
1: well you had you had talked about the same thing i had, uh, planning and, and trying to get yeah. out to events and things and you're not able to and yeah. so you you've mentioned several times that you've got a great team and you alluded that you ask ask some of your teammates deputy yeah. grandmaster senior junior grand award and whatnot to yeah. be somewhere else in your your place <clears throat> well it's it's great for you to be there as grandmaster you know you just you can't you don't physically have the time and or the the whatever to be able to be everywhere and so you have someone else represent you
2: well this started with jim kendall you know i told jim that i most worship brother jim kendall uh, that anything i could do to help him when i was his deputy i said you let me know and so i went and attended quite a few things on his behalf which was really like a trial run for me and it was great and I, i made a decision when you know if i can't go down to nevada But one of the other lodge officers would like to go to Nevada, well, then go down to Nevada and represent me, because I can't go to Nevada, and maybe at the same time there's another one going on. Well, I can't be two places at the same time. This gives them a little more experience. It lets them be introduced. It sometimes will cut down on costs, because if you're representing the Grand Master, usually your meals will be paid for, you know, banquet meals, not breakfast, lunch, (laughs) and so on, but, you know, banquet (laughs) meals are paid for. That can get rather spendy, and all you do is pay for your travel down in your hotel room, so it cuts back. and uh, they they love doing it. and it's why It gives them good experience and exposure, and they get relationships going like going over to Idaho, going down to Oregon, up to BC. It, it works within our conference. And uh, I just think it's a good thing to let them get out there. Yeah. I, 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 and I think they're going to continue it.
1: Talking about travel, <laughs> my, one of my first times, or this is my first time at Grand Assembly for Rainbow was last year. And mm-hmm. I think that was one of your first events that you came and spoke at, other than I will promote King Solomon's strawberry feed that hopefully will happen again <laughs> this year. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, but anyway, the, at Rainbow, you came and spoke and, if you, if, I don't know if that was one of your first bigger events that you came to or not if you had something else, but you talked about a message that you had as part of your speech, and I'll put it in the back of your mind, and maybe we can close with this in a few minutes, the idea of Masons being a point of light. And yes. I thought, wow, that was just that, – that, that segment, that little sentence or two or three or four, whatever it was, was a really moving and powerful impact for me. And, again, if you want to think about it, and we have some more I, I, questions, I, I we can remember. close with that. I think we're getting pretty close here, but okay. I think that was a neat.
2: What I've said is that, you know, we, are, we have what so many people are looking for. It's like being out in the desert on a, on a dark night or traveling. And I live down in Arizona, and I would go through Nevada at night on uh, coming home or going back. And off in the distance, you would just see that little light on the horizon out there and you're, got, you're headed towards it, and you're saying, wow, I just want to get there. That's, that's what masonry is right now. We are that little glimmer of light, which goes back to the um, ceremonial light of uh, Demolay. We're that little shiny light that so many people are looking for. And when you're asked about it, say, yeah, I am a mason, or I belong to the Masonic family. You know, I'm a Demolay or a rainbow, whatever. Would you just like to know a little bit more about us You know, we have what people are looking for. They just don't know how to come up and ask us for it. Is that what you're talking about?
1: That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, perfect.
2: Yeah, we are what so many people are looking for. And, you know, people have asked me, well, how do you guys get along in the lodge? I says, through respect. One person talks and sits down, and the next person gets up and talks. And we're respectful and so on. And that's how we get things done. We don't holler and scream like we see going on on public TV and so on. We, we don't operate that way. And neither do our youth organizations or the other organizations. We are what people are looking for. got to be prepared to deliver, though. You make a promise. you got to deliver. Live up to it. You know, it's so important, especially with the younger generation. You know, they want you to deliver. And what they're looking for especially when you promise to, to help them to become a better person.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for that. appreciate that, Grandmaster.
2: You
3: bet. No that's problem. a great message, fantastic message. Thank you. So it's been by, the one
0: uh, last question I'd, that I'd like to ask you, at least, is the, um, uh, about your, the slogan that you've chosen for your year that's on your pin, uh, if you'd like to, to talk about that briefly.
2: That oh, one be. Masonic family living united. It's very simple we're all one big family. You know, yes, we have ladies organizations, we have youth organizations. And I look at it as a family and that is if we all pull together and work together, we will survive. Cuz you know, it's like a house divided will crumble, a family that's divided crumbles, but a family that's working together will survive. And when you look at the color of the hands, my what I was trying to transmit was unity, and it makes no difference who you are or what you are, and that's why I chose the hands of different colors, showing that hey, we are one big family, and we will get there together. And hopefully, people are saying, "Yeah, we can, we can do this, we can get it done."
3: We that's have a the pretty will. cool
2: pin. Thank you. I designed it. Very cool. Thank you. But, you know, we will survive. And um, hopefully, and here's one thing I want you guys to think about. We just got done celebrating 300 years. And 300 years of legacy, you know, has been left to us to carry on and to push forward with. I hope that 300 years from now, they can look back at us and say, yes, they turned things around. They righted the ship. And he left us a good legacy, and that's why we're still here, three hundred years after us. I hope they'll say that our generation started the ball rolling, and then you know the next generation keeps it going. That's my hope, anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: So,
3: Mo to be. So B.
2: B. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You brothers.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, looking looking into the a brighter future, I'd like to say uh, thank you to most worshipful brother Charles Wood for for being on our podcast today and and uh, for speaking with us about his year, and uh, on behalf of uh, David Colbeth and Stephen Chong and myself, Grandmaster,
2: thank you very much for being here. Thank you for the invite, and God bless all, and have a great weekend.